Hello, and welcome to the next edition of MDD's Claims Interviews. Today in the hot seat, I have Torben Bell from Integra in Australia. Torben, welcome. Thanks very much, Barry. Hopefully you're looking forward to this. I very much so. Torben is actually here sitting with me today, which is great. So we're going to start where we always start, which is how did you come to be in the insurance industry? Tell us about that, Torben. Oh, oh well, Barry, it's... Um, it, it's quite an interesting story, I think. My dad was an adjuster for 46 odd years, and I spent my teen years with him threatening me to do anything but get involved in short-term insurance. And after university, in fact, I went off to be a secondary school teacher. And once my dad had retired, went into work in the local office of Crawford for a school holiday, they offered me some money to have a more permanent role, and I never looked back. So that's my introduction. Everyone has their own journey. Yours is probably not quite as exciting as everybody else's. <laughs> Most people seem to fall into this industry completely by error, if I can say that. But it sounds like you had a little bit of a plan. Now, today, you're the country manager for Integra in Australia. And that sounds like a pretty important job to me. So tell me, what does that entail? Look, fortunately, Barry, I, I remain an active adjuster in that country manager role and, and sort of have a 50-50 allocation of time. Um, from the country manager perspective, it's the management, the strategy, financial. So it covers all the spectrum of that. But probably the most important element for me is responsibility for a team of individuals and then helping them to develop so that we can expand our operation across Australia. We all know that leadership jobs are basically social working. So you've got another one of those, have you, helping run uh, Integra? No, uh, all joking aside, these roles around leadership are so important. You set the culture for the business and giving direction to help grow the business is, is everything. So tell us some secrets. What's it like working for Integra? Well, I've been with Integra for 12 months and straight off the bat, um, level of technical expertise and the experience with the team I've found very refreshing and, and a very professional approach to what we do. And, and, and working with a, a smaller group of people across Australia, I've enjoyed because it just gives me the opportunity to work very much individually with the team. So thoroughly enjoyed. This trip in our COVID world is quite a strange one in that I'm meeting the gentleman in our head office in the UK for the first time in person, which is a, a phenomenon none of us would have been <laughs> looking forward to a few years back. But yeah, very much enjoying the individual focus on what we do. Now, I know everyone's sitting here saying, this guy works in Australia, but he seems to have like a South African twang to his voice. Just tell us about that. How did you end up in Australia? Uh, sure. I've, I've been in Australia for four and a half years, and I'm certainly working on refining my, my broad Australian. Obviously, I'm, I'm South African, grew up in South Africa, and I'd uh, started my adjusting career out there and, and had 17 odd years in South Africa. And yes, moved across to Australia, thoroughly enjoying it. But yes, have a extremely soft spot for my complex South Africa. Have you got your own surfboard? That's what I want to know. <laughs> we, we do have a surfboard hanging on a shelf in the garage in Melbourne, and we have had, not unexpectedly, perhaps very little use for it. Did it come in useful during the floods? <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't tested it out yet. I think I'm past the age where it would uh, perform any real function if I got on it. Okay, let's get back on track. Let's talk about what you see as the biggest claims challenges that need addressing. What was your view on this? Uh, two simple things for me, and this was skill shortage and succession across the industry, but very acutely in, in adjusting. 
Well, nothing's changed. You know, that's been a situation probably the last 10, 20 years. You know, where are the, the future technical adjusters coming from? Of course, Integra are known very much as a technical loss adjuster. I'm sure there's a very good reason for that. Is that why you're in the adjusting business, to be a technical adjuster? Yes, Barry, it is. And I think perhaps it's quite simple, my view of adjusting. I think it's a very technical industry. I think there is potentially some gaps. And I think we need to, as an industry, focus on that and try Mm -hmm. and identify where the next round of really good adjusters are going to come from. That's not to say there's not a number of brilliant individuals operating at the moment, but there's a gap to come. um, Mm -hmm. And very much with Integra, to be able to focus directly on that and look to develop that kind of skill amongst individuals, massive attraction for Mm. me. I know when I talk to the market that one of the big selling points for adjusters just in general today is being known for being technical adjusters. There is a fear in the marketplace, to be honest, that there are too many adjusters who focus now on being project managers rather than being technical adjusters. So I don't want to labor this too much, but my sense is Integra are definitely in the right space to grow their business by focusing on that technical aspect. So you're in a leadership role. Tell me what you enjoy most about being a leader. Is it the power? Because I always ask this question, is it the power? Well, well, I must say, Barry, I'm probably on the other end of the spectrum there. And this is a personal view, but I, I find it really difficult for the, the term leader in a commercial context. I, I must say, I, I picture leader as someone taking a group of people into, into war or out of some horrific, adverse situation. That said, I love the opportunity to work with people and try and get them to develop, but also try and give them the opportunity to be all they can be. So I I really like the people role. I stumbled into being a manager, to be honest. I've never had any training in it. But the idea that you can assist someone else and and take them a little bit forward, rewarding for them, but equally rewarding for me. So very happy in a country manager role, but really see it as me walking along with the team. I'm not that kind of leader. Um, I'm not dragging a group of people. I'm trying to work with them to go where we all can go. So you're not a hire them and fire them. No, I, no. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's get back to uh, Integra for a second. Tell me, what attracted you? You say you've been at Integra for twelve months. What, yep. what attracted you to go and work for them? Uh, I think again, probably a pretty simple message, Barry. You know, I've I've been involved um, for for twenty three odd years as an adjuster. In some ways, I still feel like I'm working through my profession. I think it's a long-running type of career. And what I do enjoy very much with Integra is a single and clear focus that we're looking specifically at that loss-adjusting function to provide a quality service, to provide a good technical service, and to develop individuals to deliver that end. I do think our industry has sort of spread itself a little bit further from the fundamental loss adjusting function and and now look to perform all sorts of different services. I've spent 23 years trying to be a competent loss adjuster, lots more development to make, and that's what I want to focus on. Cool. Now, we we touched on the fact that you're South African. Does South Africa form part of your future strategy? Because I know for the marketplace, South Africa is a really big challenge in terms of getting experience to handle jobs out there. So where, where do you stand on that? Uh, very much so. So certainly it's in, in Integra's plans to look at opportunities there. From a personal point of view, you know, South Africa is a, a, a massively complex country. But from a commercial point of view, and specifically insurance, there is a lot going on there. There will be a lot that continues to happen. And I do believe there's real business opportunities, not just in my capacity as a adjuster, but to insurance 
market in general. And interestingly, in, in my sort of 10 years of coming to London and, and having visits, even once I've transferred across to Australia, I probably get asked as many questions, if not more, about South Africa. Um, people don't always understand it. it. It does also throw out a lot of complexities, but the opportunities there are really significant. And, and I think, yeah, the entire industry there, the, the opportunity remains. It's just how to manage working in that environment. Well, having worked in South Africa myself, it, it is a complex country, as you say, but there are some, you know, some really big industry sectors in South Africa that have insurance claims and they need a service, they need professional adjusters working on their claims and how that is going to be met in the future is is a big issue for the London market. So if you're part of that solution, sounds good to me. Tell me, have you got any plans for the future Integra that really excite you that you could share with us without giving away your USPs? Uh, no, of, of, of course. And, and look, probably um, a mundane but very important is um, we, we've gone through a fair expansion in our, uh, across our Australia and New Zealand team. And as it should be, priority is to consolidate that team um, get those individuals to be feeling comfortable and basically start to build from there. So a simple focus, but a very important focus. Um, we have 20-odd individuals there. It's doubled in size in the 12 months. And I owe it to those individuals as well to make sure that we consolidate, get them all comfortable operating at their optimum. But certainly, yes, thereafter, we would look to expand further. We're not going to be, and I must say, we're not looking to make 20 people 10,000 people. Um, that's not a strategy or an intention. That sounded but almost it's... biblical then. <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah, it's important in our industry to say, yes, we, we want to expand. We want to develop those individuals properly and start providing that loss adjusting service that our industry sells. Sounds good to me. Sounds good. Very basic level. What do you think makes a great claims adjuster? Barry, I, I sat um, and, and had a look at this question prior to this. And um, I gave it quite a bit of thought. And I, I've actually put it into five skills that I believe are critical to the really good loss adjusters that I've seen operate and, and in no particular order, but equally important, communication skills, integrity, practical common sense, technical ability, and genuine empathy. That for me, the individuals that I've seen operate the best, whether it's, and whatever aspect of the claim that they're handling, whether it's a contentious policy issue, whether it's managing uh, the different stakeholders, the individuals that seem to possess those skills or have honed those skills are proper operators. And, and really, that, that would be my, my five critical elements to it. I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. So we're going to get a little bit personal now. Let's dig in under the surface, Torben. Let's find out what you're really about. So let's start by just talking about the biggest influences on your career. So who would those be, people be? Oh, Can you name names? Barry, I will name two, but there have been many to be fair. And, and to, to convert an English and history high school teacher into a loss adjuster takes some work. Um, so over the 23 years, lots of people have had very positive influences. I do have to name two. So right in the beginning was a very kind gentleman called Tom Archer, who is still working as an adjuster today in South Africa at the age of 71. And his patience, his kindness to re-explain some basic concepts to me as a junior, fantastic individual. And then more recently, for a number of reasons, someone very dear to your heart and mind, Barry, is Terry. Again, an absolutely magnetic individual who possessed a lot of the skills I've just mentioned. But for Terry, who got to the level he did as a loss adjuster, very, very more than competent. He was a really, really good at his job. 
but an individual who would still drag me around the London market in my first year as an introduction and look to do that skills transfer that our industry desperately needs. Um, so those two would stand out. But to be fair, there's been a lot of people that have helped me get, get along the, the road. Okay, so we're only going to blame two people at this stage. Yes. Let's move on. Have there been any particular high points or low points in your career that you can talk about? Oh, there have been a whole bunch of both, Barry. Um, the low points, uh, I could probably moan on for a fair bit about some of the interesting scenarios. Looking back, and I'm, I'm start, sounding like an old man, I'm not. I'm 49.8, so I'm not as old as I'm sounding. But I don't see them as low points, to be honest. Um, you need to go through a progression, and sometimes you're faced with challenges, but that's what they are. Um, and had I not gone through those things, I wouldn't have learned anything. So I, I don't see low points from that perspective. Um, high points, I'm afraid I'm not very good at this question. I'm not that guy. There are hard points on some of those things. <laughs> I've had a lot of hard points and been very appreciative of those opportunities. But um, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. On You're that one, very, Barry. very modest. Okay. Aspirations for the future? Oh, very uh, twofold, I think. I stumbled into being a manager. I'm certainly not a trained manager. And, and I've explained a fair bit around how my adjusting career has developed. Um, what am I striving for? To be a better adjuster tomorrow and to be a better manager tomorrow. Good. That, 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 I mean, that says it all, really, doesn't it? <laughs> so, okay. Getting even more personal, what do you enjoy most outside of work? Oh, um, I've got two children, a son of 14 and a daughter of 12, Barry. Weekend school sport. So my son and I, um, the, the girls do not enjoy the sport nearly as much as the two boys. So it's rugby on Saturday. It's soccer on Sundays. And when the beautiful six months of cricket comes along, It'll be me standing on the side of the field, making suggestions about how I would have done it when I used to play, and my son actually doing it on the field. Perfect Saturday. Yeah. Sounds good to me. We're now going to get to our special test that everyone has to suffer. I've tried to manipulate the questions today to give a bit of an Australian reflection. So we'll see how we get on. So we're going to start with boomerang or Australian cricket ball? <laughs> cricket ball. Cricket ball, okay. Aussie rules football or cricket? Cricket. It's all cricket, isn't it? TV or radio? Oh, this is scary. Radio. Why radio? Um, I, I was born in the 70s, but I should have been born in the 40s, Barry. Um, <laughs> just ask my colleague. Oh, my God. The 1940s. <laughs> Most adjusters, well, I have to be careful what I say here, but there are still a few adjusters, I think, around from the 1940s still working. I think you might be right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, reading or writing? Reading. Okay, a man after my own heart. Meat or veg? I, was, I want honesty here. Meat or veg? Oh, I'm a South African. Red meat. That wasn't a question, Barry. <laughs> work or holidays? The truth. Uh, this is a bit scary, but work. Um, uh, you only have to ask my wife. I appear to function better when I'm going to work. I'm not sure you're giving me an honest answer there. Lloyd's or companies? Mr. Jones. We and here's my only standard answer. All clients we support. <laughs> that is called sitting on the wall, but I'm going to let you off. I'm going to let you off this time. I'm a bit worried about this question now. 1980s or 2020s? I'm guessing I should have said 1940s. I was or just going to say 1970s, but most definitely 1980s. 1980s. That is the correct answer, by the way. And finally, Harley or Porsche? This is the most frightening answer. Ford Focus sedan with two cricket bags on the back seat and my son and I are driving off to a father-son cricket game. You can keep the portion, Harley. Well, 
you have to say one or the other. You can't just give an alternative answer. That's not the way we do this. So is it Harley or Porsche? Harley, as long as I don't fall off it. Okay, well, I think you're going to see Martin Clark in the next few days. Martin is a, a well-known motorcycle lover, so I'm sure if you ask him nicely, he'll actually give you a lift on the back of his bike, and you can find out whether you really like it or not. Right, let's move on, because we've nearly finished. I think we've got a really good understanding of what you're about, what you've been up to, where you're going, all that sort of stuff. Uh, but tell us, if you'd not ended up in insurance... Knowing what you now know about the world and life, what would you ideally have done as a career if it not have been insurance? What would you be? Oh, very easy one. I'd be that self-same English and history teacher, coaching cricket in the summer and rugby in the, in the afternoons of the winter. It does Perfect. sound good, doesn't it? It does sound good. It is the most rewarding yeah. job on earth, I must be honest. But yes, it's not well compensated worldwide. So that's my plug for the, for the teaching <laughs> profession. Okay. Look, it's been fantastic talking to you today. You've come a long, long, long way to have this interview. I'm delighted that you were able to join me. I wish you all the success you can have in the future working with Integra and the great team around there. So great to have you in. Thank you very much, Torben. No, Barry, thank you very much for the opportunity. Thank you so much. Thank you.